Hey friend, I'm Michael McCurry. This is Bible Track Echoes. Thank you so very much for taking of your time and joining me right here. You know, have you ever really wrapped your mind around? Have you ever taken the time to process the fact that we don't know when our time will come to an end on earth? The Bible talks about in multiple locations, but in one place it says, Our life is but a vapor. Peereth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It's gone never to be recovered. Life is quick like that, isn't it? Dear friend of my parents, I just got word not long ago, last month, that they passed tragically under not unusual circumstances, an accident. Just something that happens. It happens all the time. We just don't hear about them as often. And for this family, it was a very difficult thing near a holiday. We don't know when our time will come. And if we truly pause and realize that here we are at the end of the week listening, uh, we're going to, in just a moment, listen to Dr. Paul explain and expound more on this very thought. He's been preaching a message by way of the radio from 1995 titled, Are You Afraid to Die? But here he's going to masterfully draw the net as only he could. He had been preaching for so long, so good at it, not just an orator, but he had the power of God about him, didn't he? But I think about the fact that you and I, there is a possibility, a real possibility that we may never speak again because one or the other of us could step over into glory. Now you realize I don't trump this often, but it bears remembering or noticing I'm 31 years old. I am well below the average age expectancy for someone in my position. There are certainly maybe some things and genetically and my family and all of that that could lead to an early mortality, if you will. But overall, both sides of my family, fairly healthy. I don't have any massive preconditions of any kind. I've had very few, if any, surgeries, none related to genetic abnormalities. I, I don't tell you all that to just share my, my family history, but the statistics would say that I should live 30, 40, maybe even 45 or 50 more years. But that doesn't mean that God will say that. That doesn't mean that as my wife and I embark, very soon you're going to hear about it here on the radio broadcast, but as we embark on our trip to Kenya, there's no telling that we'll come back. Not because Kenya is a dangerous place, but because if we're in the center of God's will, he can take us anytime he wants, inside or outside of his will. And it could be that we don't get on the plane back for my children's sake, for our family's sake. I don't wish for that but it does bear remembering. We act as though we're going to live forever. We sin as though we're going to live forever. We disrespect God as if we'll never meet him. What a sad thing. I hope that's not the case for you. I hope you know where you're going and I hope you're ready to meet your maker. You know, we talk about how day by day and with each passing moment to uh, we have to make sure there's nothing between our soul and the Savior. I apologize for melding a few songs together there, but for me, it's, it is it is moment by moment, not just minute by minute. There's so many times that I'll allow myself to spiral and I'll not be living in a way that I should, even just in a brief moment, and I pull myself up short. Am I ready to meet my maker? I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about the fact that I want, should the trumpet sound and we're called out of here, or if I just take my last breath, it could be today. It could be this weekend. I want to be ready to meet him. As you listen to Dr. Paul now, 
Would you keep that thought in the back of your mind? And as we conclude in just a moment, after I come back on, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Listen to Dr. Paul from 1995, just a year before he passed away, preaching this message, Are You Afraid to Die? And this, all this guy's got is a rope three foot long. And so he got up there on the hill, and I started to pray because my, my brother taught me to pray about everything. Boy, I started to pray, and I was peeking too while I was praying, you know. And I, Harry went down the hill, and the next thing you know, his feet were dangling in the air. And I could hear that. That, that, that pulley up there, clickety, 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 going. And he just kept right on going and going and going. And, you know, finally his, his feet hit on the other side over here. And when he did, he turned around and he said to us kids up there, he said, it was fun. I'd like to go again. See, that's what Paul said. I went to paradise and came back. Man, that was wonderful. Open mind dying again. I have a desire to depart. Well, then we kids had to go. Well, I don't remember if I went first or not, but I was one of the tallest ones. So I had to be one of the first ones. And I was also the skinniest. I was so skinny in those days, I'd take four steps before my pant legs would move. Man, I was really skinny. <laughs> my, my, my pajamas only had one stripe in them. <laughs> and if I stood sideways in school, the teacher called me absent. But anyway, uh, I had to do it now. We kids had to. Either that or we had to move out of the county because we'd had it with the other kids, boy. So I got up there and I got to hold it. I said, I said to myself, how do I know I can get across? I, I'm, I'm skinny. I don't have any weight. I, don't, I can't get any, up, any momentum. How do I know I can get across there? I might not make it. He did. He's heavier and all that. And I don't know. But, oh, man, you talk about praying. I was praying. So I got up on the hill and I grabbed all that short rope and I started to run. And I shut my eyes, too. I was afraid I'd panic and drop. So I shut my eyes. And the next thing you knew, I was dangling in the air. And I didn't have any, any solid footage under me. They call it terra firma, you know. I had run out of the firma. I got a little bit more of the terra, too, about that time. And, and the, But, you know, I could hear that little thing up there going clickety-clickety-clickety-click. And I kept my mouth uh, open and my eyes shut. And that thing was, oh, man, that clickety-click was the most beautiful music I'd ever heard. Anything that Beethoven and uh, Beethoven or Bach or any of those old, old fellows wrote, was, that, 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 that was nothing compared to this music, oh, man. And you know what? My feet hit the other side. And when my feet hit the other side, I said to the kids up there who hadn't tried it yet, I said, it is fun. I'd like to go again. Isn't it wonderful God let the Apostle Paul get stoned, let his spirit leave his body, go to third heaven in the paradise? You say third heaven? Yeah, the first heavens where the kids fly the kites. The second heaven, and, and where the birds fly. The second heaven is where the astronauts flying around. They think they've gone out in space. They haven't even got started yet. And the third heaven, beyond all, that's where God is. See? And isn't it wonderful God let... Paul leave his body, go to paradise, and come back, die, 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 and come back. And what does he say? I want to go again. I want to go again. That's great. Man, that helps me. I wouldn't have cared much about this when I was young, but boy, this sure helps me at my age. Oh, man, this is wonderful. Yes, sir. Paul's delight, his desire, I'd like to go again. And this last word. His determination. What was that? To get as many people saved as he could before he left. 
Will there be anybody in heaven on account of you? I hope so. Will your boy or your daughter be in heaven on account of you? Will your mother or your dad? Will your brother or your sister? Is there any neighbors who will be in heaven on account of you? Uh, do you have a determination to win somebody, to help somebody get to heaven? If you died tonight, oh man, you know, I it'd be awful if you died without being born again. If you die tonight without being born again, without receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, you wouldn't go to paradise. No. You say, where would I go? You read it in, the, in, the, in the Luke tells us, the rich man also died and lifted up his eyes in hell. And she is Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and he says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus and he may dip the tip of his finger in water for I am tormented in this flame. Now, the rich man is in hell beyond all hope of ever being saved. He's got his memory. He remembers Lazarus. And your memory's in your brain. Where was his brain at that time? Buried somewhere on earth. His, his, his brain, his body is buried on earth. But wherever he is in hell, he's got enough brains to recognize Lazarus. And he cried. First, he saw Abraham over there. He saw him. Well, that's the same as if he's got eyes, isn't it? But his eyes were buried on earth. But if he could see in hell, that's the same as if he had eyes. And he could hear. And his ears were buried on earth, but he can hear in hell. It's going to be awful to go to hell. Man alive, if I didn't know for sure I was saved tonight, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't even wait like this preacher got through preaching. I come down that aisle and say, somebody show me how to get saved. I want to, sure, I want to make sure I'm saved before I die. And don't put it off. You don't know how long you're going to be around. You don't know how, what you say, I'm young yet. I got lots of time. Yeah, I know. You're like a 17-year-old boy up in Flint, Michigan, and right across the street from where the preacher lived that I was holding meetings for, his granddaddy, they had a basketball court. And this boy's name was Dave. And he's over there shooting baskets one day by himself. And they saw him fall. And they ran over there. And he was dead. 17. A 15-year-old boy came into the gym class up at Normal a few years ago. Died right on the gym floor. You don't know how long you're going to live. A man out in Ohio said hey, he wouldn't come to hear me preach. Even, even, even though he was invited. And on Thursday he said to his wife, I'm going to watch the midnight show. And she said, I'm going to bed. And she went to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. She, she found out he hadn't come to bed. And she went out there, found him sitting in a big easy chair with a television set in front of him. The program was over. The set was still turned on. And she tried to wake him up, but he was dead. He didn't have time to come to church. Didn't have time to accept Christ. Didn't have time to get right with God. But he had to take time to die and go to hell and be there forever. Boy, you say, did he know he was sick? No, he didn't know he was sick. Well, he must have been 90 years old if he died that quick. No, he was 30 years old. 30 years old. Die lost and doomed and damned forever and ever and ever. Let's bow our heads in prayer. You know, friend, it is the truth. We don't know when our time will come. Dr. Paul, what a marvelous job he did all this week. I realize what time of year it is. I realize we should be festive and jolly and it should all be twinkling lights and mistletoe. I, I get that. But I realize that there are numerous people right now under the sound of my voice. You could be good church going folks and you're not sure where you're going when you die. You could be good church going folks and you've considered taking your life. You could be, you name it, fill in the blank. Maybe you don't go to church. Maybe you do go to church. Maybe your mom is a saint. Your daddy's a deacon. I don't care which, but you are concerned and afraid of death. 
I'd love for you to reach out. You can text me right now. I'd love to hear from you. 309. Start texting me right now. I'd love to hear from you. I'll respond as quickly as I can. 309-316-7240. I'll be honest with you, friend. Nothing, nothing would bring me more joy than to show you from this Bible right here in front of me how you can know for sure where you'll go. Text me 309 316 Four, zero. I look forward to speaking to so many of you, if the Lord should allow, Lord willing, the church don't rise next week here on Bible Track Echoes. I'm Micah McCurry. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for his glory. Make sure you join us next week. Got some exciting things ahead of us as we get closer to Christmas. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.